to another episode of the Manic Movie Misfits. I'm your host, John Phillips. I'm the other guy, Trevor Chick. That's right. Uh, cur- currently, I have a Jimmy Buffett song stuck in my head, actually. You know that? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, as we're reviewing um, Iron Man, I'm just going to be, like, just jamming out inside, you know, inside my head. So. Oh, yeah. I had that yesterday while I was taking a test. Oh, yeah. Dude. I- with, uh... Oh, God. It was some... I want to say it was David Bowie. Okay. Okay. But I was, yeah, I was just sitting there jamming. Do you like when you get, like, songs stuck in your head or whatever, like, during, like, uh, stuff? It depends. When I'm at work, I love it because it gives me something to just pass the time with. Right. But, like, I don't know if I'm doing something more important, like a test. I don't know. It's iffy. Yeah, I feel like if it's a test, like, it, it might – it's not the greatest. Yeah, it can help pass the time, but at the same time, that can be really bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's time-based. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, guys. There's the opening, talking about songs being stuck in your head. But, uh, yeah, so we're t- uh, for this episode, we are reviewing Iron Man, the very first MCU film uh, st- oh, yeah. starring Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Terrence. Terrence. Oh, that's Terrence right. Howard. That's right. Terrence yeah. Howard. And Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. And who's the actor for... We also see Coulson in, in for the first time, too. And Well, in the very first movie. Yeah, Who, is, um, that a, is, that, is he a popular actor, TJ? I, I don't know. He shows up in a few things. He's not, like, crazy, crazy. Like, well-known, but he's kind of one of those faces that you recognize and they try and get around, like, for a bunch of big projects and stuff. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, well, I think uh, if you're cool uh, cool with it, TJ, we should just get right into it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, for the kind of the first section of this film, it involves a lot of Tony in a cave. Um, yeah. Because he gets captured uh, by the Ten Rings group, which we see in the newest Marvel movie, Shang-Chi, the, the main version of it. This Ten Rings group yeah. is a part of the... I mean, they're they're the same thing, but they're kind of like a... I don't know how you'd say it, TJ. Kind of like a uh, like a side kind of group of yeah of them. They're, they're kind of like a... Yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, right. Um, they're, they're, we see some great stuff in this, uh, particularly during the cave section. Um, oh, yeah. We see some great choreography and and acting in mm. in the scenes oh yeah um i mean yeah just the whole like opening i want to say like half hour where it's backstory and like kind of the origins of iron man it's basically it is an interesting little section mm-hmm. it it um it blends like comedy in like the backstory section and then like a nice darker tone later that, that was pretty cool that's one thing that surprised me was, was it was actually kind of dark. Yeah, the, this one is a, a lot darker compared to other, not just Iron Man movies, but just MCU movies in general. I know. It, Considering it's, I think it's the leaping point is a little weird in some of those respects, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, for the rest of it, you can see it perfectly through the rest of what we see now. Right, right. Um... I'm glad that 
they took that approach. Uh, I, I'm glad they took that approach. It's interesting to see how they um, how they uh, like dance, sort of dance around the limits of PG-13. Yeah. Because I think there's some instances where they almost kind of go over the edge, I'd say. Yes. Uh, there close. There are some sections where you're kind of like, whoa. Right. Uh, and kind of close. Right. The section where... They base there's literally and it kind of this surprised me. There's a direct shot of Tony when he's getting his surgery done when the, they're taking the shrapnel out of him. That's mm-hmm. it's kind of surprising. Yes, there is a filter on it, but it's still a direct shot of his chest being worked on yeah. in surgery. You definitely don't see that in MCU movies today. No, no, no. Yeah, usually it's a nice cutaway. Like, you cut to it after, and that's pretty much it. Right. But it wasn't shy, which is nice. Right. I can't remember. How much surgery stuff do they show in Doctor Strange? Um. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. I think it has for you, yeah. too, right, TJ? It's been, a, it's been a hot minute. Um. When... It, because it shows surgery in the beginning, because, I mean, that's his job. Right. It, but it's not, like, too uh, over the top with it. So like you don't time. think, from your from your memory, and I'm trying to remember, too, that they don't go that far, like they did with that with the one yeah, shot? It's, and... it, it, it's not, like, it, it's not that bad. It's mostly just kind of, it's more shots of Benedict Cumberbatch doing surgery than it is surgery surgery okay all right so yeah we have this opening i mean obviously iron man gets captured by the ten rings group as i mentioned gets put in this cave we see some flashbacks uh we see some flashbacks prior to him getting captured he's in vegas he's in vegas we meet obadiah stain very Meeting Obadiah, it's a very, uh, I would say, quite casual introduction. Yeah. But um, but they do a good job with kind of giving backstory to Tony's story really quickly from the ceremony. Yeah. From the award ceremony. Yeah, it, it's a nice exposition dump that isn't too, like, crazy. And it's, like, nice and short. Right. I feel like we already know Tony just even after the, like, literally 20 seconds. Yeah, after, like, a little video and what Obadiah says, it's, it's like, perfect. Mm-hmm. It feels like you can just jump right into the plot and not have any crazy, like, character. Or you feel like you understand where the character's going. Right. One thing I also want to mention with the opening kind of section is we already get great acting from from RDJ for the role. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say everyone, not just RDJ, but everyone is kind of on display. Everyone's, I mean, not to 
his caliber, but like everyone still shows off like tidbits of what's to come, which is nice. Right. So yeah, we get some great some great scenes in the opening. I think my favorite is literally when he gets captured because I love good, yeah. right. I love the where the how they keep the camera inside the vehicle the entire time. When, when mm-hmm. you know, it adds. Yeah, it never weaves and focuses like the scene elsewhere. It feels very inside. Right. Nice. Right. It adds suspense. It adds uncertainty. And we get to see great acting too on RDJ's part because um, oh, you yeah. can really see the shock and the angst and the the fear at when he leaves the vehicle. You can really see the evolution of his emotion during that sequence. Yeah, going from like goofy, uh, kind of like playful to being like like full blown like what the heck, right? The cave section, I would say, is the best part of the movie. Or, well, it's up there. Yes, yeah. It's, I think it's, like, one of the most, like, consistently, like, good. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of, and I think the best part of it is the, is the camera spy implementation of it. Because it, it raises the stakes all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels nice, like like filmmaking-wise. Right. It doesn't feel like there's any, like... I mean, like, the way they use the cameras and, like, have people move around in the scene to try and, like, avoid cameras and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it may, it, I would say... I don't know about you, TJ, but I, say, I would say it makes it... It makes it more interesting, in all honesty. Yes, yeah. definitely. Right. So, basically, yeah, RDJ, or RDJ, R, well, RDJ is Tony Stark, and Tony Stark is RDJ, but anyway. Pretty much. Tony Stark meets Jensen, and he's like, yo, we gotta build this suit so I can escape. They end up mm-hmm. building the suit through a lot of suspense and a lot of close encounters with the Ten Rings group, but eventually they build mm-hmm. it, eventually they build it, and we get debatably the best action sequence of the entire movie yeah well definitely like top tier of the movie it's so good very very batman-esque yes um yeah i'll let you go into that yeah so basically the suit loads up they had to get a computer to load the suit up and get it ready and he basically just um powers out of this cave just starts attacking people left and right missiles flamethrower um all great stuff good you uh, uh more practical effects than i would have thought um especially at that time yeah. they I, I think they definitely went out of their way um to do some of that and i think we both appreciate that oh yeah that looks great uh, yes jensen ends up dying rest in peace to our boy Quite, uh, quite an emotional scene. I think that if they spent like five more minutes in the cave, which is what I wanted, I felt like it would be more emotional, but it still gets the job done. Yeah, it's, it's still pretty good for, I mean, considering it's only the first 30 minutes of the movie, I think it's still pretty good. Right. 
I don't think it had to be like. I think it was just like a nice like emotional jumping off point. Right. So yeah, he ma- manages to also destroy all his equipment, his Tony Stark Industries weapons that the group was taking, and Tony got his first glimpse of that because he didn't know at all that they were doing that, that they were have they were ta- taking his uh, products, his weapons. Yeah. And he escapes. He flies out of the camp, crashes into a dune, some dunes, mm-hmm. and gets t- and gets found by the army, by Rhodes. Um, Terrence. That's right. And basically goes back, has a press conference, and is like, "Yo, we're done. We're done with making yeah. missiles." And and I, we get a we get a piece of some of. Um, of some of Jeff Bridges' best acting, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, considering why the lines were made, just made on the day. Like, yeah. We've, we've we've talked about this. Right. The most of the movie was written on the day of. It was kind of like the basic plot was written. That was about it. <laughs> um. Which is just everyone is like, it, it's so cool. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that. Yeah, it adds a nice layer of, like, like to think that, like, some of those, the writing is so good, and to think it was made day of is super cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that the writing in that scene is really cool, in the way that, like, just RDJ starts it, then Jeff Bridges is kind of scrambling towards the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, he's like... I'm just noticing I'm saying cool a lot. <laughs> right. It's... I love when movies effectively use, or when actors dialogue, well, I guess scripts, like, effectively use facial expressions and combined yes. with dialogue, and that's definitely... This is definitely top tier of that. Oh, yeah. Because you can really see... Obadiah Jeff Bridges being like, "I'm gonna smile now. This is all good." But inside, inside, he's like, "You've got to be, you've got to be kidding me." Are we joking? Yeah, yeah, this is ridiculous. So yeah, the press conference happens. Obadiah has a good conversation with Tony about his decision. I think that's in particular is one of the best dialogue pieces, dialogue confrontations in the film. Yes. We would definitely like one-on-one. Right. One of the best, but like back and forth. It's, it's, yeah, there's something nice about it. Right. Tony wants to make arc reactors instead of weapons. Obadiah is opposed. So then we keep moving on, and really the next big section, it's been a hot minute since we watched it, but is... We watched it a couple weeks ago. It's basically the suit building stuff. I would say yeah, the next it's, big it's section. Mostly that, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's most of the following bit of the movie. Right. I'm just making sure. I think you're right. When does he say? I think that's right. I do. Well, before we get to it, there's one thing I want to mention, which is my favorite line in the movie is when Obadiah says, we are ironmongers, to yes. Tony. Yeah, that scene's like that. It is my fit. Well, right, like, as, we, as we were both saying, it's a great scene already, 
great dialogue piece, yeah. but the implementation of that line, it doesn't get better than that when implementing a line that not only eventually includes the villain's name, but actually making it good and not cliche. Yes. The movie we're talking yeah. about after this, Hulk, also does a decent job at it, but it's not the quality of this line, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Yeah, Hulk has like, like some of those moments where it's like, hey, that's actually kind of, it doesn't feel bad. The rest of it's kind of, yeah. it's, it's very middle of the line. Right. So we get the great war ironmongers. We have the TJ moment where it's like, hey, that's the name of the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that happens. Then we get a funny, just well-timed, well-paced uh, suit-building section in the film. Yeah. I love that section. Oh, my gosh. First thing that stood out to me is how well the CGI is held up. Yes. Yeah, this movie looks fantastic for being what, 13 years old. A hundred percent. Yeah, you, you would expect that some of it is pretty mediocrely, but I mean, considering it's still pretty good looking. Right. I honestly feel like this CGI in the film will hold up well even ten years from now. Like, I just get that yeah. vibe from it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's going over the top, which is nice. It doesn't feel like they're CGIing every scene. Um, I think that adds to it. Like they, it, considering you're not trying to get like the bat, like the green screen and like all the effects of the person, like that that makes it even more like crazy. Right. I think the less of that, the better it's gonna age. Mm-hmm. Particularly the renders for his suit were like really crisp like really crisp oh yeah like they almost look legit like legit real yeah that part looks really good yeah i was very surprised by that and and one thing that you mentioned too tj which i want to bring up is for being an iron man movie it really isn't that crazy at all at yeah. all yeah for like crazy effects and stuff like that it's not too like over the top it kind of plays it safe for a lot of the movie which is kind of nice right and feels like a nice change of pace right and i think that is going to make it age well too oh yeah yeah so yes we get some funny stuff in the suit building section of the film I love the line where the where Tony tells his first little robot that one of the first robots that he built, if you extinguish me and I'm not on fire, I'll donate you to the city college. Yeah, oh my god. That yeah, the whole sequence back and forth with the robots are so funny. Oh my gosh, so good. So good. That's one of the like that little robot, the little claw robot that he has is one of like the heartwarming like just funny like little comfort pieces in the iron man movies yes yeah yeah you can't it's so nice to just kind of have it right so eventually tony figures this out uh but along the way 
he figures out that the suit has issues with going up really high. It has freezing yeah. issues. Takes it out for a test drive. That's right. Uh, and so he ends up, because of this, he ends up changing the uh, material of the suit. And we get the infamous Iron Man colors. Because he, he's, yeah. it's already gold because of the material. And then he's like, or uh, he looks, and then he looks at his hot rod. And he's like, I want some hot rod red. And you're like, there it is. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's right. One, and one other thing that I liked, uh, funny-wise, was when he's landing on top of his house, and he's like, all right, you know, set me down, and he just crashes through the, through the roof. Yes. So good. Yeah. So then we fast-forward. Um, we This is... Now we get our really one and only small lull in the film. In other movies in general, but also superhero movies, there'll be bigger sections kind of where it's it's the action and the plot line is just kind of like toned down, giving the audience a breather. But we don't really get the get it in this film except for the dance section, really. Yeah, I think yeah the the biggest like wall section of the movie is like where they go to like the yeah, like ball right. event thing, and it even so, it's more explaining like plot stuff, and it it, it like sets up like the rest of the movie. And, and so I mean, like, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no, TJ, I was gonna say, and this is your favorite scene, isn't it? The, the, um, yes. Right. Yeah, I. Uh, my favorite scene of this movie is um, where. Pepper and Tony are dancing around, and I don't know. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, it's the first time that we actually have a hint at them having more of a just a work relationship. Yeah, that's nice. Right. It, it, I mean, it's one of the big, like, relationships through the MCU, and it's the start. No doubt. I mean, it's around for ten years. <laughs> It's cr- it's crazy to think that this movie is over like twelve years old, right? Isn't it like tw- yeah. yeah? That's cr- it's like thirteen years old or something. That, like that. that is crazy. That is crazy. It's so weird. It is so weird to think that. Oh yeah, I I mean I was talking about um, Infinity War with my friend Riley, and we we were like it's hard to believe that that was three years ago. I know. One, this is ten. <laughs> I, was, I just had that moment of like, what? Insane, insane. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So the big, I think so the so long ago. So long ago. That's right. The biggest thing we get from this lull, this tiny lull in the film, this uh, kind of slow part in the film, is we find out now that Tony's weapons are back in the hands of the Ten Rings group. Correct. Yeah. And because of this, we get a great kind of uh, anger scene where we see our first use of the Pulsar Cannon. Yes. And this is after Obadiah is like, yeah, I don't really care. We overrode your your um, your proposal. proposal to end the weapons thing. 
and we're selling them to whoever I want to sell them to, good or bad. Yeah. And Tony gets absolutely furious about this in the next scene as he's watching the newsreel of his weapons being used. And he shoots, and he's. we see our first use of the Pulsar Cannon, shooting the glass windows out and just destroying his shop. Oh, yeah. We follow this up by what we both agree on is the best action section yes. of the film. Yeah. With the, um, the part where he goes to the village and starts KOing the terrorists. Right. As far as an action piece, I literally can't find anything wrong with it. Oh, no, it's great. It's so good. The suspense is built up really well. The camera angles, plus the acting by some of the, the background characters, which is which were really some really solid performances for background characters, create a kind of uncomfortable, sad... Uh, situation yeah it, it's it's kind of like um what we were saying earlier where like the setup of it is a lot darker than you were, you're expecting and then it slowly like and then it like the shift change or like the tone change makes it like less so but i mean like yeah like the background characters sell it um i'd say like everyone kind of sells in that scene not just them but, like, the action's great. Um, the sound is really cool. Like, stuff like that. That is a good like point. All the little things add up. They do. They do. Overall, I think this is one of those movies where it's like, there isn't anything, there is nothing bad about this film at all. Oh, there, God, no. Yeah, this movie's awesome. Right. <clears throat> with, even with... Whereas with other MCU films that are still great, you can find some stuff mm-hmm. that are, like, okay. Yeah. But this... This film, I, I don't think has even... doesn't even really have any okay moments for an MCU. No, no it's, it, it's super... I mean, yeah, considering it's pretty consistent. And, I mean... Yeah, I, I'd say it's a lot more, like, consistent than, like, most stuff to what's to come. Because, like you said, there's always, like stuff to nitpick i feel like there's less so with this one right uh and i think in part it's because they kind of um they kind of didn't go insane you know with the film either they kind of kept it on the down low for what it could have been as an iron man film and i definitely think that helped oh yeah definitely so Tony ends up going to the village, as we were talking about. He saves the villagers mm-hmm. with some. We see his for the first time his little missiles that shoot out, and he manages to get all the the ten rings thugs that are uh, yeah. holding the villagers hostage. And then he gets shot out of the sky by a the tank. The tank. Out of nowhere, no, no, no. Uh, there's no score or anything to make us aware of 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 it. Yeah, of a huge tank coming out of nowhere. And I gotta say, I think when he shoots it, 
and then walks away. There are very few walking away from explosion scenes that are as good as that. Yes. It does not get better it's than that. so good. Right. The reason why, and we can talk about this once we, once we get to the finale here in a second, the reason why I feel like at least that this section, action section, is better than the finale is, is because it, there's something very, like, grounded about this. Yeah. And I love hearing, like, the sounds of the suit moving, too. And there's not a lot of flying, cool. and we get some cool things like when he when he um, when he punches through the concrete and rips the dude rips the the dude out, the heavier yes. guy. Yeah. I think things like that make it the best. Plus, him trying to escape the two jets at the very end of it. Yes, that part's awesome. What, thoughts on that, TJ? On on why it's why you think too that it's better than the finale action wise uh -huh. yeah i mean i also like that it isn't like some crazy super villain kind of thing i like that it's kind of more um it, it kind of feels like he's just out there doing something good instead of like having to face off against a big super bad villain every time like every scene or every action scene which is nice it kind of adds like a nice layer of like kind of almost like spider-man stuff where it shows like spider-man doing stuff around the new york city kind of doing his thing like yeah, something of that extent mm-hmm 100 percent Another thing that you kind of brought up, which is interesting, is we don't... There's only one fight with the main villain in this film. Yeah. Very yeah, interesting, we're... considering every other MCU film, the hero encounters the main villain in his final form, at, usually at least once before... Once or... Yeah, at least once, actually. I'd say that's pretty safe to say, before their yeah, main fight. I think there's yeah there's only a, a select few where it actually takes until to the end to actually finally fight the character, right? Like I, I think Ant Man's that way, and um, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> I bet there's one. No, Chong uh, Chi's kind of that way. That's. That's true. Although I don't put that in the same boat, though, TJ, because with that one, it's more like... With that one, it's more like... Well, I guess actually, no. You're talking about Wenwu, right? When, when Shang-Chi fights Wenwu? Yes, yeah, the dad. That makes sense, actually. Yes, that's right. That's right. 100 yeah, because they uh, don't technically fight in any of the movie. Mm -mm. Dude, I'm excited to talk, to talk about Shang-Chi, dude, after this. It's so good. Yeah, it'll be good. Our first origin, like, literally our first origin movie in, like, six years or something. Oh, my God, is it? Dude, yeah, because wasn't the it, last one... It's the first one in a while. Wasn't the last one Homecoming? Well, that wasn't... No, that wasn't even an origin. What am I even saying? That's not an origin film. Um, Doctor Strange? 
Oh no, Black Panther. But Black Panther isn't an origin film either. No, it is not. Now, let's go like phase three. Captain Marvel? Oh, that's right. Captain Marvel. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Captain Marvel. But that's a, that was a hot minute. That was a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, that was three years ago. And then the one, the last one before that one was something, Doctor Strange. Right. Which was three years before that one. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, we're about to get our fair share of origin stuff here shortly. Yes. With, yeah, like, origins. With, and... with Blade. I mean, it depends, obviously, where they go with the story, if they're just going to pick it up, like they do with, like, Spider-Man and Black Panther. Like, they've already been introduced yeah. for a little. Yeah, see who they introduce in other projects. Right. See what goes on there. Right. But, um, until then. Right, until then, back to the movie at hand. Yes. So, it's at this point that we get to the next big... Air- reveal of the movie is that not only has Obadiah been giving weapons to the Ten Rings group and villainous people, evil people, but he's also working with them. Yeah, he hires them. Yeah. It's a... It's it's it keeps up with the film, and that it's a it's it's again it's a subtle, ca- almost casual reveal that this is the case, yes. and yeah. we even and the audience doesn't get any hint at all of this happening. No. Yeah, it kind of just comes off like a normal scene when it starts, um, and then you kind of put the pieces together, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, that's. That ain't it. What's happening here? Mm-hmm. But. And he basically tells the dude that Tony lit up, lit on fire. He's kind of like the main... He's kind of like the head of the group, really, the Ten Rings group. He is. Uh, that, you know, this is all mine. This suit's all mine. You know... I'm I'm the one calling the shots here. Leaves. Yeah. Has his his group. I don't know what they are like. Just his henchmen or something like that. His yeah personal group, something like that. Shoot all of the ten rings. Kill all the ten rings, guys. Guys. Yeah. Crazy. And then we pretty much get to kind of like the final section of the movie. Pretty much, yeah. That's kind of like the last big, I'd say, third or three-fourths section. Right. One more thing I do want to point out with that scene is just we finally fully understand that between this one and when he talks to Tony at the party, pretty much we know, for we know like, there's no doubt he is legit and he is not afraid of anything. Yeah, he's the bad guy through and through, and he kind of just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So, really putting to really put these pieces in motion, I'm trying to remember. There's there's several there's a couple things I want to talk about before we get to the final fight. One is when 
I know I said that the the piece of the, my favorite piece of dialogue was between Tony and 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 Obadiah in the beginning, but this is almost tied with it. I feel like just because I love the kind of message from it and like the emphasis of it is when he goes to the scientists at the big arc reactor and is furious that they're yes. like that they can't make this mini arc reactor for his ironmonger suit. And he's like, he's furious. He's like, what? How can you guys not do this or whatever? And it's so awesome because they're like, we're not, we're literally, we're not Tony Stark. Like, that's just it. Yeah. And great. You're expecting us to do something we can't. Mm-hmm. Definitely. A very nice use of rage. Very well <laughs> executed there on Jeff Bridges' part. Very well acted. Oh, yeah. And along those lines, TJ, you and I have talked about this. He's a he's a really underrated Marvel villain. Yes. Yeah, I mean, every yeah, I I kind of mentioned this to John, but now he kind of gets labeled under big bad guy for money kind of villain. Like, and I guess I get it kind of starts that trope, but I mean, considering. It's still one of the best ones to, like, come out of that trope, if not the best one. They're probably the best one, honestly. Like, I think people don't look at it the same because it's tropey, and it kind of gets overshadowed now by, like, ones that are different. And just because it's different doesn't mean it's... Or just because it's kind of stereotypical doesn't mean it's not good. Right. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of a shame, honestly. Like that, plus the fact that they... And we talked about this in the Hulk episode. We're going to talk about this in the Hulk episode. How they kind of shove that movie also under the... They kind of ignore that movie. It kind of sucks that, that that's another thing, too, where it's th- that plus... In, in the early MCU phase, where they kind of shove that under and... And uh, Obadiah, the villain, is kind of hated on and disregarded more than he should be. Yeah, just because he's the same doesn't mean him. Mean he's bad, and just because you're a different kind of villain doesn't make you the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's there's one scene really in particular before the final fight that I love so much. And it's when Pepper goes is told by is told by Tony to go get this these information these files so they can uh, yeah. arrest Obadiah for his actions for all the weapons stuff that he's that he's giving to the Ten Rings group etc. Mm-hmm. And so she yeah, goes yeah. to the offices. Yes. And there's this great exchange between the two. Where you're like, you're, you're stuck in your seat, and you're like, oh, is he going to find out what she's doing? Is she going to get busted right away as she's downloading this? And the way they wrote the dialogue is cool, too, because they give Obadiah's dialogue like an edge. So you're not yes. quite sure how much he knows or kind of thinks he might be pepper might be doing yeah he 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 acts like he might like think he knows more but like he's kind of reserving it and it's like yeah there's this cool like 
give and take to it that you don't really get out of like the rest of the movie it has this like nice tenseness to it mm-hmm. it's yeah it's very like it's very secluded i feel like is a good word to say yes. for that yeah so and then i mentioned this earlier in the film with the cave section was the choreography yeah. i really dig when films combine good cinematography or just good camera work good camera movement with good mm-hmm. choreography of like the characters moving around a room etc yes and i think this plus the cave stuff is our best is the best choreography i guess besides, in that regard in that regard yeah right besides yeah. the hardcore action yes and i almost want to say But actually, they're both they're both great. They're both good, superb choreography. Mm-hmm. But I almost like and want to say that honestly, the office scene with those two choreography wise is better. I want to like I don't know thoughts, TJ. Oh, uh, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. It's definitely. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, um. They're they're close. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, yeah, they're definitely like different in that like, one they're trying to dance around the camera, and one they're trying to dance around each other. That's and a that kind of adds like. Yeah. It um. It adds like new layers of like ways that, like they're shot and, like, the way they interact with each other and stuff like that which adds like their own cool little elements mm-hmm. that yeah are really cool yeah so Obadiah ends up like I was saying earlier he ends up not being able to have the scientist create the scientist can't create the mini arc reactor for his ironmonger suit so Correct. oh and then of course Pepper gets the, the plans the, oh, the yeah. information so he ends up going to, he goes to, literally goes to Tony Stark himself and manages to take the arc reactor away from him with like this kind of oh, weird yeah. device that like kind of stuns you. Mm-hmm. It was showed once before. Yeah, uh, frequency that yeah. pretty much doesn't allow you to move. Mm-hmm. And because of this, we get some great... acting and by rdj when he has to crawl down the stairs to get the og the og arc reactor from yeah Yeah. that was that was really that was some really tense stuff yes it's it's a nice like tense sequence that like kind of like some of those other scenes we've been talking about are like um you kind of know what's gonna happen but like i don't know it feels really cool um yeah it's well acted it's well just like shot and made yeah there were some interesting camera angles with that when he was crawling too yes yeah, yeah. even when like obadiah is talking to him there's mm. some like, camera angles in there too 
Oh, you, you brought up a good point. I think my favorite shot in the movie is when it's Obadiah talking to Tony and the camera's tilted sideways. Yes. I, I even like the way it like, shifts into that because it's normal. And then like when Obadiah kind of shifts it, it shifts with him. It's super, yeah, that, that's one part I kind of looked at and I was like, that's cool. Yeah, because he's like, he's, and he, cause I he's, like that. Right, because he's standing over him too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he leans down to go take it out and then, um, as he's leaning, kind of like the camera shifts with him into like this kind of because it follows him or Jeff Bridges. That's right. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's good, dude. That's like that's got to be like that's that's like one of the best shots. Period. In like a mar in like a Marvel like Marvel MCU history. Oh yeah, it's really cool. Through um, an Instagram post of like cool cinematography from MCU movies, and that was in there, and I was like, yeah, it's it deserves to be in there. It's super cool. Right. So Tony ends up with the help of uh Rody. Why am I that's his name, right? I Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't know why I thought I was blanking on that. Rody, with the help of Rody, he gets the arc reactor in his chest. Mm-hmm. Or actually he's not sorry, not with the help of Rody, with the help of the little robot, the claw robot. Right? Uh, or is both, both of them? Oh, it's both? Okay. Yeah, because oh, he almost gets the arc right there in because the claw guy kind of gives it to him. And then Rhodey helps him put him in. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, yes. So Tony gets the, um, the less-powered arc reactor in, gets in the suit, and goes off to fight Ironmonger. Yeah. Meanwhile... Ironmonger manages to Obadiah manages to escape Coulson and his agents by getting in the Ironmonger yeah. suit and kind of barreling out of the building of the Stark Industries yes. building. Yeah, yeah. And then Clobber and the fools. Yes, and then the we oh we also we also get um a very kind of claustrophobic like intentionally claustrophobic kind of shot with Pepper looking into the chains. Yes. It's very close uh, up intentionally for the the scene. Yes. Oh, yeah. That scene's awesome. In the way it's just like, it feels almost like the scene from Alien where, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Henry Dean Stanton. He's looking at, or he's trying to find the cat and he's in like, the underbelly of the ship, and there's, like, all the chains. You can kind of see the Zetamorph running around the top of the scene. It's, oh, it's so good. I cannot wait to talk about the alien, dude. Alien is so good. I'm so wanting to rewatch those. Oh, my God. Those in Terminator and The Matrix. Like That's, like, my big three action movies for right now mm-hmm. that I've been trying to watch. Like, The Thing will always be my favorite horror movie. But oh my gosh, Alien! Come on, he's definitely up there. It's yeah. definitely it's up so there. Good. It is so terrifying. Like just the xenomorph. Like obviously the thing is too. Especially, dude, the blood, the blood scene where they're testing the blood, bruh. Oh, it's the best. It literally, literally, that it does not get better than that. No, it's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, but that's for that's another conversation for another day. So that'll be that'll be good to get to. Oh, yeah. We have a final fight sequence to get to, TJ. Yes, we do. So, right. 
uh, Iron Monger and Iron Man, Tony Stark, fight. Correct. Yes. It's quite subtle, again, going in line with the film. And short, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's only, like, 15 minutes, where most final battles now are, like, a full fourth of the movie. Like, they're long. But I like how this one's... It doesn't take too long. It's nice and short. It kind of gets the job done. It's not too over the top. It's pretty confined to, like, a short distance. A short area, yeah. 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 Because it's only, like, the, the industry's building and then the street behind it, pretty much. That's all they really fight in. It is. It is. Considering. It is. And not only it usually like a, a, uh, a finale like this might degrade the film, but just from mm-hmm. the standpoint that that's kind of the, the nature of the film is kind of low key and more reserved. It it feels like a nice ending, a nice yes ending yeah. sequence. It feels like a nice uh, action scene to kind of cap off the movie because. Yeah, like, like you said, it, it hasn't been too crazy to begin with, and it's not too crazy to end with. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they basically fight in the city. They end up, Tony ends up exposing the, I love when films have a plot point that comes full circle, and the oh, freezing yeah. thing is exactly that, because we get it at the yeah. beginning of the film, towards the beginning, and at the very end as a way for the hero to... Uh, overcome overcome the antagonist the villain yes and okay. so right so they go up in the air Ironmonger's suit freezes up and he falls down and, and you're thinking like okay this is the end like tony beat him he crashed in the ground and 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 it's over yeah wrong <laughs> i can't re- i can't remember tj how when is it where does Ironmonger come from when they're on top of the building. Because Tony lands on top of the building, right? Yes. Um, where does Iron Monger come from? Does he come from the... Where does he come from? I honestly cannot remember. I can't remember either. But yeah. Right. He appears. He appears. And yeah, that's what's important. That's what's important. And basically we find out... Well, so right now... And when they're on the, 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 the when they're on the building, Tony's suit is completely out. There's no more juice. He had a lo- he had, didn't have a very powerful arc reactor in his chest, the one he replaced yeah. it with, which of course powers the suit. So he's out of juice. Ironmonger still has some juice, but his but his computer system is completely shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way that and because of this. He has a, he has terrible aim with all his weapons, and so he's constantly missing, trying to shoot down Tony. Yes. And the way Tony gets around having lack of use of the suit is he tell and ultimately tells Pepper to blow up the big arc reactor, which they're on top of. They're on top of that building. Yeah, that's where they land. I hate it when films conveniently like downgrade the villain or or something along that nature for the sake of the 
uncharacteristically for the sake of more suspense or a, a, to draw out a scene longer. Mm-hmm. And I love how with this one they actually give a good excuse for why it's being drawn out and why Obadiah can't hit Tony. Yes, it it it, it adds a layer that like you're not. Yeah, because like you said, it it kind of feels annoying at times when they do that because it's like it's supposed to be this big evil force or whatever, and then it ends up just being uncharacteristically sloppy towards the end. And, that's kind of dumb. Well, but, like, it gives a reason, and it's nice, and it's, like, it feels like it's adding to the scene, and it doesn't take away, like, some of those other movies. Mm-hmm. So, right. Pepper ends up... So what happens is, Pepper ends up blowing up the arc reactor. The first mm-hmm. initial kind of blast of it shoots Tony up over the side to to the side of the building Mm. Ironmonger falls in Uh and dies yes and then we pretty much just get the one big scene after yeah the all time classic MCU ending that's right with the famous the most famous line in MCU history Mm mhm oh yeah the the setup for it is nice. I like how Coulson's like, you know, you gotta read this card. Read, read the cards. Read the cards. Yeah. And I love how Tony just kind of looks at the card when he's up on the newsstand is like, I really legit can't do this. I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. And he literally just is like, Iron I'm done with this. And he's like, I am Iron Man. Yeah. It's the best. And yeah, the whole scene is just so good. It is. And the movie just ends. Yeah, that's, that's the ending. And, yeah, super fitting, super... It, it, it just feels like a nice rounded ending to the movie. Mm-hmm. This film has one post credit scene. Yes, it does. TJ, since you actually stayed to watch it, and I was a moron, <laughs> and thought there wasn't yeah. any, do you want to talk about it? Oh, yeah, so, um, yeah, essentially the one post-credit scene for the movie is, um, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, a.k.a. Nick Fury, shows up in Tony's house, and he's like, yo, I got an idea for a kind of old team-up group. That's pretty much it, but, I mean, considering it's the tease for the Avengers, I mean, you can't go wrong. It's yeah, it's it's so. weird. It's weird to think that literally the very first movie of the MCU is already teasing the Avengers. That's crazy. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Oh what the heck? What? My mic just got. Oh my mic just did something weird and it tried to, like, up, uh, like update my sound. Huh. It tried to pick up my neighbor, uh, mowing his lawn outside. Bruh. And I was like, what the heck? Well. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. That is the very first MCU movie, Iron Man. Yeah. We, as as we mentioned before, we're going on, well, I don't know if we, we didn't actually mention this in the beginning. We are going on a Mar- rewatch Marvel binge. We're rewatching all of the yeah. MCU films in preparation, partly because we're getting a ton of new ones as well. 
Oh yeah, lots to watch. And we're excited. Our next, the next film we're talking about is The Incredible Hulk, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but after those, after these two, I think it's Iron Man two and Thor. Right. So. Right. We it's it's or crazy to think we get two Iron Man movies even before the the first. Avengers. Thor and well, Avengers, but also Captain Thor America. and Captain America movies. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us yeah. out on Spotify and, and P- Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. We have them on pl- the our podcast is on both, as well as some other yeah. random ones that I'll yeah. try and remember so I can say them. Yeah, we'll figure those out. And then follow us on Instagram at Field of Films. We post movie clips. Yeah. We are going to eventually post audio clips from the podcast. We have a fun time on there, as well yeah. as here. TJ, anything else you want to mention? Um, I think you hit all the big stuff, so... Oh, be sure to yeah, follow us. over to our... On, oh. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe. But yeah. I guess you can hop over to our Incredible Hulk one now. Oh, right. That'll so, be up at, at the yeah. same time as this one. Yeah. Yeah, so... Probably another hour-ish of fun, so... Yeah. Go join us there. Yep. Here's talk about Edward Norton. Edward Norton. That's right. Tim Roth. That's right. All right. Yeah. Thanks for uh, watching, guys. Thanks for watching. My gosh. (laughs) Thanks for for listening. And uh, we'll we'll see you on the Hulk episode. Yeah. We'll see you then. Adios.